Aloha, party people. You are listening to Inside the Desert Oasis Room, episode number 179. This episode is sponsored by the Tiki Bar T-Shirt Club, where their monthly t-shirt designs pay tribute to a Polynesian bar or restaurant from days long past. Each design is available for a limited time and will never be produced again. For the collectors out there, be sure to check out their subscription program, where they offer a discounted 3, 6, or 12-month plan, or you can always buy shirts one at a time. For more information and to check out this month's shirt, visit TikiBarTshirtClub.com. This episode was brought to you in part by the Tiki Tea, a family-owned and operated tropical drink bar in Los Angeles, California. Come get their house specialty, the Raise Mistake, for only $6 on Wednesdays until 9 p.m. For more information, check out their website, tiki-ti.com. This episode was also brought to you by Steadfast Pomade, a strong-holding, medium-bodied styling product for men and women, which leaves your hair looking neat and shiny with a clean, fresh scent. Order yours today at steadfastpomade.com. Hey guys, let me start by apologizing for the audio quality on this episode. For whatever reason, we fought a couple of technical gremlins on both sides of the chat, but we soldiered on and pushed through to make this one happen. So, having said that, on this Sponsor Spotlight Edition, we are joined by Brian Azorski, founder of Tiki Bar T-Shirt Club, along with Brandon Cummins from Altamar Brands, Distiller and importer of fine spirits, including Foursquare and Probitas Rum. Today we chat about their respective brands, how the COVID pandemic has affected their lives and their local businesses, their thoughts about the future of the hospitality industry, and also dive into some other fun and lively topics, including the Marvel Universe, Kansas City Barbecue, and more. As always, I hope you enjoy this episode as much as we did bringing it to you. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider helping us with your support during this challenging time. Stop by DesertOasisRoom.com to check out our merch or leave us a tip. We've got tiki mugs, t-shirts, and pendants available right now. And any purchase or donation, no matter the size, is totally appreciated and helps keep this podcast coming to you every week. All righty, grab a cocktail and join us inside the Desert Oasis Room and give it up for Brian Azorski and Brandon Cummins. Guardians of the Galaxy. That's the whole. Yeah, close. Yeah. Okay. It's 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 yeah. uh, totally right. failing on my background here. I realize I have all my like little toys and things that I usually keep in the shot. Oh, okay. <laughs> Got, like all of my tiki mugs are all packed up right now. Like, what am I doing? Why? Why are they packed up? Well, they're not packed up. They're just in a different part of the office. Oh, okay. Uh, I was about to ask the same say- thing. Now we've got all the guardians, and we've got the Hulk and Thor, and you know. Are you? Are you? A, I assume you're a big Marvel guy. Uh, yeah, Marvel, Star Wars. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Are, that Mar- kind of that Marvel universe, man. So my son, it's, he kept telling me, "Dad, you got to watch these. These are great." 
And I thought, well, 23 movies. I, I, you know, I, I said, uh, I don't know if I could sit through 23 movies and fast forward about three weeks. And I sat through all 23 movies because Me I, too. I, 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 it's Me a too. pandemic, right? I mean, like, what else Me am too, I man. doing, right? So, Me too, dude. Oh, you present the perfect opportunity. The thing is, I have to go back and and rewatch some of them to just to refresh my memory on some of the story because it gets pretty intricate. And then I I start to wonder, you know, uh, okay, why is this person doing this? And then why is this happening? And and I think, oh, I got to go back and watch it again. My my son reminds me, oh, that's happening because of. You know, you remember this, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, man, I'm getting old. I don't remember that. But so let's talk about uh, let's talk about both of you guys brands here. I want to, first of all, start by saying thank you so much, Brian, for being such a great sponsor on Inside the Desert Oasis Room. Oh, it's been my pleasure. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a couple years and uh, I have so many ideas that I want to work with you about. That and I don't know how much. Uh, maybe we'll talk about this offline. But if we could do some kind of stuff together with your T-shirt line, I think that'd be kind of. I'd love to do that. You know, I'm I'm actually um, coming back to LA. Are you? On the 28th, August Is, 28th. Oh, so so we should try to do some kind of a working meetup. Let's let's live stream from outside Tiki T. That would be awesome. Waiting for them to open. That would be awesome. <laughs> now I want to come hang out. Oh, you should come. Yeah, yeah Brandon. I wish you were. <laughs> Brandon was just in Northern California. Where Where are you based out of, uh, Brandon? Kansas City. Okay, so you're uh you're close to uh, Brian. Yep. In fact, Brian swung by my house yesterday, and he's I... kind enough to drop off a, a new Tiki Bar T-shirt club shirt. So. Oh, very nice. I know we're all wearing yep. the colors, right? I know I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt right now, but I'm I'm wearing one under here too. I'm gonna, I'm gonna open this up and show you guys. And for our listeners that are wondering what's happening, we are also on video. So, uh, <laughs> oh, and, uh, yeah. the Hawaii Kai one, man. When I saw that one, that lo- that logo is so iconic, you know. And um, yeah, I, I'm not, gonna I'll, let my dog inside. I'll be right back. Sure. There's not a whole lot of stuff it seems about it online. Um, <laughs> Which is kind of a bummer because it seems like such an iconic vintage uh, bar. Uh, that yeah. I, I see a lot of the mugs and stuff, you know, and I have a few in my collection as well. So yeah, I was gonna say I'm wearing actually. Uh, Brian, was this the first Tiki Bar T-shirt club shirt? Yeah, that yeah, was the number one. So there's a so this is a Tiki Bar that was based in Kansas City, uh, way 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 back. And my dad, um, who ran a Tiki Bar in Topeka, Kansas, back in the like 1970s, 1980s. Oh, you're kidding This was me. one of the this was one of his like points of inspiration uh, back then. And so we found some old Castaways menus. So you know, this is this is a particularly meaningful shirt for me personally. Oh yeah. But so have you have you gone and looked at what's over there now? Yeah, it, it was raised to a parking lot, and then it became a music store. <laughs> so wow. Wow. Oh, okay. And that was in Topeka? Or am I? My dad, well, my dad's, yeah, my dad's spot was in Topeka, but Castaways was, you know, 44th May here in Kansas City. So I feel like I owe you guys some uh, condolences for Tiki Cat. Oh, man. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't mean I'm just to, gonna something's gonna happen, man. Something I, somewhere is gonna happen. I don't mean to, to turn a corner with our our session here, but uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I think we all raise a glass in honor of Tiki Cat, and, you know. Yeah, uh, Diana um, of Tiki Cat, one of the managers, is doing um, I think tonight at um, Iron Tiki District Tiki Huna. Tiki Huna. Is is there another spot in town that you guys can kind of migrate towards in the meantime? I'm not familiar with the area. Well, you you had the decor. I mean, the decor, the atmosphere right, was right. beyond. Right. I mean, right, that's right. Um, we can we we can recreate. You know, the friendship and, and yeah, you, you know you we had a lot anywhere. of friends that would go. Yeah. 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 Um, and we have some recipes even. I mean, that's, you know, you take the time, you make your syrups and stuff. You can you can do pretty good. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, you miss the camaraderie and you miss uh, helping support a local business of people who are passionate about what they do. So. Yeah, such a bummer. So what is happening right now with Tiki Bar T-Shirt Club? What are you doing during this pandemic? New designs? Yeah, I've got I've got um, new designs. I'm spending probably extra time finding, like you know, we see we see people take a matchbook and just like, oh, and here just, I can just, just put this on a shirt. Just to add to our technical difficulties today, that sound in the background is my landscaper just got here, and he's, <laughs> and he's, he's got his blower right outside my window. <laughs> I, I, I tell you this, like, too much, this, man. this Friday is a, is a crazy one. Yeah. Inside the yeah. desert oasis, real right, 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 right. Like, <laughs> unplugged. So yeah, so I'm just spending more time probably on finding going a little deeper than what's obvious in terms sure. of reference art yeah. and taking it, you know, working, working, working on, on the design. What, what was um, the, it's, it's been uh, gratifying. What was the catalyst for getting the, the brand started? The um, buddy of mine started a t-shirt of the month club and his was based on old record stores that are closed. Okay. And I knew I have background in websites and, and website marketing. So I knew you could market to a niche yeah. through Facebook. So finding a niche that was passionate was the key. I actually didn't realize how many people were collectors. Okay. I mean I kind yeah. of got I kind of felt like I got lucky because you know, there's a there's a good number of people that have been getting shirts since the beginning. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and actually, Brandon was very very inv involved in some of my early, you know, figuring things out. Where do you? Brandon was um, um, involved in helping create some marketing pieces on T-shirts and stuff. So I, I relied on him, and I went and saw some old menus and stuff. Uh, that That's the nice way mentioned. to say we just we just made a lot of excuses to hang out and drink, drink <laughs> drinks together. Oh man, we go we go back we go back a day or two. Um, so yeah, it's been over four years now. So it's yeah. kind of crazy. Yeah. I, you know who knew who knew what was going to yeah. happen here. 
Yeah, some of the designs, man, they're, they're super epic. Like, I love this Hawaii Kai one. And a, a lot of the, the really prominent bars, you know, I've, you know what I, I have. I probably have, like, I'm rotating between, like, two dozen of them, you know? Okay. And yeah. um, I, I like the direction that you've gone to where I know in the beginning, like, some of the shirts were brighter colors. And those don't really... I did some brighter ones, man. Yeah, those don't really <laughs> appeal to me as much. I, li I like uh, the more... Me either. Yeah, I like the more muted colors and the more, like... The, the the blacks and the, the grays tunnels. and the navies and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the Hawaii Kai one, I know it's not one of those darker ones, but it's not like one of the really bright blues or yellows. But yeah. Uh, yeah. but even those are cool, like the Mainlander shirt, which is in a bright yellow. You sent me some of those yeah. in the mail and my kids went nuts for them and they were fighting over some of those. So, oh, good. Yeah, yeah. But, That's uh, awesome. But they're rocking some of the shirts too. So... Um, yeah. So, and again, I appreciate you being a sponsor on the podcast. It it really it's my pleasure. It helps me more than you know, and I appreciate it more than I can ever express. Well, so. let's keep let's uh, meet up uh, yeah. next week. Uh, let's we'll get serious about it. Right? Yeah, yeah, I'd love that. And Brandon, so this is the first time we've met. Hmm? It's nice to meet you. Thanks for joining, thank and and thank you so much for sending me a bottle of Probitas. So. Brian was asking me if I cracked it open yet, and I, I didn't. I told him that I wanted to save it for our session oh, wow. today. We're gonna do a first taste live. We're I gonna do it. a first taste live, and um, there's been a lot of buzz about this lately online, mm -hmm. and a lot of people have been talking about it, so I was excited to get one, and I wanted, I, here's the thing. As we were saying earlier when we were doing our setup, I've been dry since March, and so I'm a super, super, super lightweight now. Uh, huh. But we're gonna do a couple drinks for this today, right? So uh, I think we're gonna do a daiquiri and a rum old fashioned, and I'm also yeah. going to do a, a, a little uh, sip of it neat so that I can taste. And Brian's ahead of me; he's already got his open. So I'm gonna crack this baby <laughs> open. Tell us about this rum. I, I watched the video on it, and it's there's some really interesting facts there if you don't mind sharing with our listeners. Yeah, my pleasure. So I've got mine built in with the pour spout ready to go. Oh, you know, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> this bottle's <laughs> primarily for me for doing cocktailing work. Um, but I mean, so Probitas, first and foremost, the name translates to honesty, and that's because the whole approach here was that no color, no sugar, no flavoring, no additives, no filtration no multi-column spirit. So everything that's in this bottle, you know, is just distilled molasses. You know, nice. There's a little bit. Of it smells very fresh and. Yeah. <laughs> Straight from the bottle. Look at that. <laughs> oh, and he's still going. <laughs> Buddy. <laughs> I mean, it's 1230 here, so, you know. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and I can tell that it's not over filtered or, or bleached out because it's not exactly 100% clear. It still has that yellow yeah. tinge to it. Well, see, so you've got, it's basically, the big takeaway from this is this is actually the first time that you've had two Caribbean distilleries openly sure. collaborate on a rum because every other blended <laughs> rum that's been made, well, like a multicultural or multi-country rum that's been made has been made by, primarily by a European entity. And so you've got Foursquare Rum Distillery in Barbados and, and Hamden Estate in Jamaica so two of kind of the most iconic distilleries and two of the most traditional Caribbean rum making countries, each selecting their components of the blend, right? 
So Probitas is made up of three different pieces. It's unaged coffee column still rum from Foursquare, two-year-aged pot still rum, which is where you're getting that color from, also from Foursquare and Barbados, and then unaged uh, pot still from Hamden Estate in Jamaica. That's just all blended, brought down to 47% um, bottled, right? So no filtration, no nothing, and it's just tons of flavor, tons of character. Um, Very nice. Yeah, yeah. lots of flavor, lots of character. Just like you said, it's a little bit different, i.e. better than some of the white rums I've had in the past. (laughs) This is more like 47.5. Ah, okay. Brian's straight up hobo in it today, man. Straight from the bottom. Hey, do you need a paper bag for that? (laughs) It's like, Brian, I did. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I provided you with a plastic Target bag. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so... Very nice. So I want to start by making a. What are we going to do first? We're going to make a. I say let's do a daiquiri first. Like, daiquiri. I tend. I always like try to push people towards like if you're going to have something that's a little bit more acidic, start with that and end with a stronger drink, only because like the extra acid is going to help open up your palate. It's sure. you know, like saliva flowing, all that, right? So like, okay. if I'm coursing my cocktails, we'll start lighter and brighter. All right. So. Um, I'm not going crazy on the build. Um, obviously, I'll let you guys kind of go from there. But I always tell people, you know, like two one one That's is a what great I way do. to start. That's what yeah. I do. So yeah, two parts strong, one part sour, one part sweet. Um, for me personally, I like a little bit more acid. So I always always also try to inform people like it's it's not additive, it's subtractive, right? So sure. if I want more acid in the end cocktail. I'm actually going to back off my sweet as opposed to adding more sour to it. Sure. So. My build that I'm going to do here is going to be two, two parts probitas, one part lime juice, and then three quarter of an ounce of simple syrup. Oh, so you're I'll just going to back off a little bit. Okay. Yeah, right. but that's just I, I know my palate. I know that I like higher acid. So. Gotcha. I also always tell people like, don't worry about having the right tools because if you got like a blender, <laughs> like a you know like a thermos or a blender bottle or something, just you know shake with whatever you got. I like I, making my daiquiris. I always still when I shake. I like, I like making my daiquiris. Daiquiris also as a two-one-one ratio. Yeah. And um, I feel like that's just such a classic, like sour formula, right? Like if it's a daiquiri, if it's a whiskey sour, even like you look at things like a margarita, it's basically just a tweak on that same kind of formula, right? Right. Like that's a good parent. I started with. Yeah, we're lucky. It's it's twelve thirty here, so yeah, it's normal. <laughs> especially I mean, especially for Aloha Friday, right? Yeah, happy Aloha Friday. Happy Aloha Friday. So I'm yeah. using Demerara sugar in mine. Ooh, upgrade. Because um, I just I just like it better. I like the mm. I like the granules, you know. A little bit better viscosity too, like you're getting a little bit like better kind of mouthfeel out of it. Right, right. All right, I apologize because I'm going to make a whole lot of noise when I shake. Go ahead. And I'm, I'm going to hit mine with two dashes of Angostura bitters too, just because I like a little bit. Okay, mm. you know what? I'm going to try it with and without. How's that? Oh, love it. Just always like a nice, nice little bit of like baking spice to it, so... Especially like cocktailing at home. Yeah. I keep it as easy as I can. And I love that you're doing all this sitting down. 
<laughs> the desk is all set up, right? I mean... <laughs> There you go. There you go. He's chilled the glass. He's going to get a strainer. Yep. I mean, you know, you work in a craft cocktail bar for long enough, and this is like, oh, I have to have all my mise en place. got to have all my tools. Right, right. got to do it all the right way if I'm going to do it. Double strainer. Yeah, and I'm also, I'm, I'm a no-ice chip person on my daiquiris. See, like, I, I, I'm a... I, I don't know if that's I, 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 I'm considered an anomaly for that. I kind of like the texture of the ice chips. You're not actually. I found more people that prefer the ice in than not. Really, really, because I like, yeah. I kind of get chastised for that with my bartender friends. That you know, um, yeah, the, the whole double straining thing. There shouldn't be any ice chips in there, and um, I mean, the, the, the right drink is the the one made the way that you like it. There you so go. that's all that matters. I love that. All right. This is my this is my second taste of Probitas. Cheers, cheers, <laughs> cheers, guys. Mm. Oh yeah, that's good. Wow, that's super smooth. That is awesome. That is really good. Awesome. It came out nice. That came yeah. out very nice. I don't. I don't usually. I. I. This may be my first acro I've ever made. Really. Really. Yeah. Yeah. I'm usually try to keep my ingredients down to just ice and booze spirit <laughs> oh, just, that's it right straight <laughs> yeah i'm kind just of a it. purist that way oh of course I, I like the eyebrow raise as you said purist you know i think for those that are just listening and can't see the great expression of brian's face <laughs> <laughs> so i found this is a great way to test uh a spirit so and it's also a great way to bring somebody into the fold. I have friends that are not tiki people or not cocktail people, and I'll make them a daiquiri. And mm -hmm. it usually is a great way to win them off right away because there's people that say, oh, I don't like I don't like something too sweet, I don't want something too tart or too boozy, and a daiquiri's just got a nice, it's got a nice balance all the way through. So yeah. if it's done this correctly. Completely, this, you know, for a while, when I was traveling really regularly, you know, you walk into any bar in any town and you just call a daiquiri, and immediately tells you a lot about the bartender, right? Like sure. their proportions, their build, their shake. I mean, just how they're treating it, you know, and it's, it's less that like judging them, but you have a good idea of like what the experience is going to be from there on. And at the end of the day, you've got rum, lime and simple in a glass. Right. So right. It's, it's never bad. Right. There's just better daiquiris than others, you know? Right. Right. Wow. This is really um, good. Brandon, did you ever geek out on the type of uh, lime? Oh Yeah. What do you like to do? Is there a certain place you like to get them? From? Well, I mean, locally, you know, I'm pretty much limited to just Persians, but I actually really like key limes, if you can really? find them. And in fact, for like most sours, right? So like from the margarita to the daiquiri, like the key lime to me just has a little bit more kind of round lime character to it. It's less like, bam, sharp lime in your face. Um, it has a little bit of more like kind of sweetness to it and just like the acidic punch is just a little bit different than the Persian. Um, so let me ask you, if you're using key limes in your recipes, are you adjusting the amount of lime that you're putting in? Not usually. I mean, if, you know, if anything else, again, knowing that I lean towards slightly acidic. Okay. Um, like I don't normally tweak it um, because like even here I'm like man I could have gone down to half an ounce of simple on this <laughs> but that's that's just knowing my palate right and that's after I hit it with bitters and everything else too yeah. so yeah. with if I'm using key limes 
for me personally, I wouldn't adjust it. If I was writing it into a recipe for like general public, I would probably back off the lime just a hint. Yeah. Um, Cause that's, yeah, what I, I mean, that's what I do when I use key limes. I, I, I end yeah. up backing it off because it, it has, uh, I call it like a concentrate for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. It just, it's just more uh, dense, you know, mm -hmm. uh, with, with it's the flavor. It's more intense lime, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I back it off, so. Yeah. I think that's a good call. I think that's a really good call. Okay, all right. So, yeah. so, so tell us more about what you do, Brandon. Uh, what are the other brands that you represent? So yeah, we import right now, we import six different brands. I, I like to say that generally we have a really kind of geeky spirits portfolio. Um, everything is no color, no sugar, no additives, uh, pretty much staunch about that. So it's all purely representative of the category of spirit, um, all coming from places that, you know, this couldn't be made anywhere else, just based upon the terroir, either the water or the wormwood for the absinthe that we import, all of that. Um, oh, you're and importing the, absinthe too. Yep, we've got an absinthe as well. And so we, uh, you know, and then we also only work with producers that go back multiple generations. So, you know, the, the youngest generational producer we have is two generations. The oldest, their family actually goes back eight and 11 centuries, not just generations um, in the region and involved with production. So we have tequila and Armagnac and Eau de Vie, liqueur, absinthe, gin, um, and rum, rum, rum. Yeah. <laughs> so. Very nice. But, Very nice. Yeah. So for the person that is not super versed on the spirits that you guys have, what is the the one that you would recommend as kind of a starting point? I actually think Probitas is a great starting point, right? Because yeah. this is, as a blended white rum, you know, everybody's already familiar with great drinks, like even, you know, rum and Coke, right? Like sure. the most simple drink ever, right? Like rum and Coke with a squeeze of lime, Cuba Libre, We've all had a version of that at some point in our life, but Probitas is pretty indicative of you take something that is traditionally made, it has a ton of flavor made by people who are dedicated to it. You substitute that in place for what you've had in that application and it's immediately transformative, right? It's like, wow, I've never had a daiquiri like this before or a rum and coke like this before, you know, et cetera. And I think it's, from everything we import, it's pretty approachable. You know, I think this is, you know, if you're getting into a bottle of rum anyways, like whether you're using it for classic tiki drinks or like 19th, 19th century, like Cuban classics, I think that, you know, it's pretty accessible. And usually, you know, worst case, you're stuck with a bottle of rum that you're going to have to make a party drink out of. And that's never usually a bad time. So Right, right. I don't know that idea of being stuck with a bottle of rum. That yeah. is, <laughs> that is uh, so foreign. I was stuck with some other stuff. Yeah, I've been. I've definitely been stuck with some other stuff. So, I'm curious. I've got some quarantine questions for you guys. Since we, you know, we're we're kind of going through this weird thing. What is something that? Let Let's ask both of you. Maybe you have an answer to this. What's something that you're doing different now because of the quarantine? Whether it's work, personal, whatever that is. You know, I used to, I mean, this is kind of an obvious one. I used to love to get out of the house and just go sit at a coffee shop or, right. you know, occasionally just like, hey, let's go co-work. Uh, Brandon, we, we, we met up at the roastery, I think. It was probably a while ago, but that wasn't during, obviously, that was before the pandemic. Like you know, those are things I miss in terms of just seeing some friends and 
doing that type of casual thing. So that's I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Go ahead, Brandon. I don't, cool. I, don't know that. <laughs> I mean, so for me, usually I'm traveling one week out of the month, right? Yeah. And I'm usually on the road bouncing all over the United States doing either rum education or tequila education, primarily for bartenders. So I tend to do like the deep geeky dives. I mean, so for me, like producing videos, which is actually my, my degree from college, like that's been a new thing because it's basically been like, well, I'll just travel and say this stuff. And now it's like, Hey, can you like digitize yourself? Yeah. <laughs> Put yourself out there. Your videos um, are great, by the way. Thanks man. They're, they're <laughs> awesome. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. 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 They're awesome. I, I think they're, what's the channel? What's the name of the channel? Um, so there's actually two channels. The so far I've only launched the Altamar brands and we've been kind of doing like quick sips, which are just like quick explainers about each of the brands that we import. Um, but I'm actually about to upload the first piece of content to a separate channel, which is called From Sip to Drink. And that's going to be my personal opinion-based stuff. So less work-related. But, you know, while I have the camera set up and I'm talking about rum, there's some things that I can say that it's like, cool, that's going to go on the branded page. And then there's other things that I can say that I'm like, I probably should not say that while I'm directly affiliated with yeah, that on that yeah. channel. So, it's, yeah. It's good. So, gonna, so this is something. Gonna that later today. This yeah. is something that you're doing different now because of the pandemic. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll answer as well. I, what I've been doing different that I used to really be good at is uh, eating a little bit healthier. Because, <laughs> you know, when we first started this pandemic, I was eating all the time. I was bored and I'd walk over to the fridge and I'd have something to eat. And, you know, I was filling my time in that way. And I thought, no, I need to turn this around. So, um so that's what I'm doing different. I never realized, I actually used to question whether I was teetering on the edge of alcoholism because I was in a bar every day, right? Or almost every day. I was in a bar probably four times a week, uh, five sometimes, you know, de depending on, you know, everybody's here on a Monday or there's a Tiki Tuesday or we're doing a toast to Ray on Wednesday and then you know, Thirsty Thursday, oh, it's Aloha Friday, and then Saturday, and then, you know, Surfing Sundays, there's always something. And um, I used to think like, God, you know, is, I, is there something happening here that I need to be concerned about? But I realized with this pandemic, it was really mostly social. And, but because I'm around a lot of people that are uh, cocktail people, you know, we've all developed a palette where we know what kind of drinks we want to have and where to go for those. Uh, so, uh, but I'm not craving the alcohol when I wake up, which is thank God that and that's the thing is that's why I'm so dry now is because all of that has stopped, you know, and it's, it's kind of crazy out here in California. We have, you know, I don't know how many types of liquor licenses there are. There's a ton of them. Um, but the two most common is the Type 48 and the Type 47. The Type 48 is was, I'm gonna change that to was, the most desirable. It was a liquor only license without a requirement for food. The Type 47 was a requirement for food and a lot of people that were opening new bars or buying bars wanted the 48 because they didn't want to have to worry about hiring a chef, creating a menu, a food menu that is. And it's kind of bitten them in the ass with this whole thing because here in California, the only ones that are allowing to to open are the ones that serve food. If you are a bar only, 
they've been shut down since March. So uh, that that's kind of flip flop. Yeah. yeah, that is amazing. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. That's why the the, the Tonga Hut in North Hollywood, the Tiki T, those guys, they've they've all been shut down, and um, it's a scary thing. You know, the the way that the industry has moved, and Brandon might be able to comment on this. I don't know if it will ever. Would, do you think it'll ever be back to the way it was? I think it will, but I think it's going to take some time. You know, I was I was talking with a really good friend of mine who's an operator, um, and he's been doing, you know, <clears throat> they've been kind of shifting their model as much as possible. And Kansas City is kind of in this, I don't know, uh, <clears throat> weird middle reopen phase right now. So... You know, we were basically saying we think it's going to be two years or so before everything is back to normal, normal. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's very much right now, you know, uh, and I'm using this phrase very carefully, but he said, you know, it's very much swim or die. Because it's sure. if you don't, if you can't find a way, you know, to operate that still is engaging your community, supporting your employees, you know, and upholding your ethos in a way that's impactful, you're having a really hard time surviving, um, which is, which is really upsetting. I mean, like, I don't, I think, I think the, the bar and restaurant landscape will be forever altered. I think it will be permanently different no matter what. But I think that we as people yearn for that social atmosphere. Right. right. And so I do, I do think we will find a way to get back to that type of normal, you know, hopefully in a couple of years. I do think it'll take a while though. Uh, I, I tend to agree with you on that, but as far as when you said that uh, things have been changed, and mm-hmm. I guess that was what I was alluding to, I, I suspect that the health department will make certain changes to their requirements, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for, for how uh, a bar or restaurant sure. conducts their business. And um, it'll be interesting to see what happens there, even with like spatial awareness and that kind of stuff. And I also see things changing, just not in, in the hospitality industry, but throughout other industries. Like for example, my wife, she works for an insurance company. And I can't imagine that there will not be an insurance company going forward that doesn't offer some kind of pandemic coverage so that if you lose your job from a pandemic, your wages are insured or something to mm-hmm. that effect, right? And you'll you'll be paying a new premium on that, you know, and and, and who knows? I mean, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, you know? And then even social behavior, you know, uh, I don't know how strict it is out there right now with quarantining and masks and all that stuff, but out here, uh, they still require everybody to wear masks. Most businesses will not allow you in without a mask. And if, if, if I were to go sit down in a bar or restaurant right now and have a meal, the way that things normally were, that would be an unusual day because right now, most places, if you're going to be, uh, they're, they're, they're doing to go only unless they have a patio outside and they'll serve you outside. And some of these places are just setting up easy up tents, you know, all, all down the sidewalk yeah. so that they can, they can uh, serve customers. But, yeah, little parklets. Yeah, there's. Uh, are you familiar with the Orange Circle out here in Orange, Orange California? Not. Orange County. So it's an old uh, mid-century style area. There's like a there's like a, a roundabout with a park in the middle, and the streets that feed off this roundabout. They filmed the movie That Thing You Do and a bunch of other oh. movies that are period correct. 
and it's mostly antique shops and coffee shops and a few restaurants, but they've closed those streets and so those, re those businesses can set tables up out there on the street and they can continue to survive. And nice, nice. I actually kind of like it better. You know, it's like, hey, hey they, should, cool. they should keep these streets closed all the time. Well, you got the, you got the good weather, so. Yeah, there's that. It's more consistent. Yeah. 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 We're having some good weather out here right now, even though it, it hasn't been as terribly hot in Kansas City as it usually is in August. But it's been, uh, it's been nice to see places open up and work harder to, to get uh, some seating outside, you know. Yeah. yeah. You know. So uh, another pandemic question for you guys. Uh, I think, Brian, you already answered what do you miss most. Brandon, did you answer that also? What do I miss most? Yeah, I did um, answer that. I have not answered that yet. Um, I would actually agree with Brian. I miss just going out and working at a coffee shop and co-working where, honestly, for me, so much of my day-to-day -day life is just about like, oh, I'm going to pop in and see XYZ Bartender you know, at this different spot and say hi. And I mean, part of it is just like my social circle consists almost entirely of hospitality. Sure. People. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I haven't actually seen a lot of my friends for a while. Um, you know, and me too, you know, I'm on the other side of the bar, but it's the same, right. It's, yeah. it's all social stuff around the bar. Yeah. Yeah. There's been, a, interestingly though, there's been a lot of really like heartfelt deep texts and phone calls. There's been a lot more of that. Um, recently, and I think part of it is just that we're all feeling that same way, right? Like you're disconnected from your community. So yeah, there's been a lot of really good kind of like, hey man, how are you? Like, what's what's going on in your life? Like, how are you? Yeah, how yeah. Are you, how are you through this? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. You you kind of find out who you're more closer to because you're either getting the messages from them or you're sending the messages to them. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. So. Uh, I want to move on to our next drink. <laughs> <laughs> so, Man, we're going dry. That was a really good idea. I, I was wondering if we were going to have another drink or not. All right, so uh, rum old fashioned, we're going to do right. Ryan, good lord, I love it. All right, the um, the the rum tasting. Um, Brian's uh, going to polish off that whole bottle, man. Streaming. Um, <laughs> all right, I got I to gotta come clean. The probitas is in here. This is, <laughs> That's all water. This is water. This is water and a little apple cider vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and man. a little a little sweetener. Well done. So, well done. I was like, water and apple cider vinegar, man. That's going to get you some other way. That's going to get, yeah. You know, it, it was uh, refreshing. It was... Uh, Fortunately, refreshing and a similar color. So, yeah. so Adrian, just curious, what's your build? If someone called a good classic from old fashioned, what are you going to do? I'll do a teaspoon. Um, well, if I have sugar cubes, I'll use a sugar cube. But today I have cool. the demerara syrup, so I'm going to do a bar spoon of that. Cool. And then I am going to do probably like three-ish dashes of bitters. Okay. You using Angostura? I'm or using Angostura. I'm using Ango. And then, uh, and then that's that's really my old fashioned. That with uh, with the spirit, um, a a stir, a cube, and um, a rind of orange peel. So I'm not too far off from you. I'm going two ounces of probitas, three dashes of regular angostura, two dashes of angostura orange. Um, 
just because like I'm skipping like the muddled orange that thing like I, I also prefer the like no fruit version of the old fashioned right right so, but I do like a little bit especially with rum I like a little bit of that kind of like orange character built into the drink and then also it's like, interesting that you say that so I, yeah. when I do a um, when I do like a bourbon old fashioned I'll, uh-huh. I'll put like a little bit of uh, an orange liqueur in there maybe like a Grand Marnier or something sure and, and um, because I like it on that, but I've never done it with a rum old fashioned. Interesting. Yeah, I just like that little bit of citrus. I feel like it pulls out some more like the citrus notes that are like inherent in rum. Yeah. And there's always like tropical fruit and whatnot. So I feel like that kind of punches that up just a bit. But, and I'm going to do the lazy man's version of an old fashioned, which is I'm going to let it sit in the glass for a little while yeah. instead of stirring it actively while I go get my ice cube. There you go. <laughs> The ice I just grabbed had some lime, melted lime in it. Melted lime. It had some lime juice in it. I'm doing a variation. Let's say that. Okay. So you, you, do, do, oh. you do a little essence of the peel? I do. Okay. You do? I do as well. Cool, cool, cool. So when I was still bartending regularly, we used to, you know, talk about like, oh, you've got a drink ticket that came up with seven, eight drinks on it. What are you going to build first? Right. And so like, it's always like build the old fashioned, let it sit in the glass here, like lazy man stir for a bit. But, you know, we, we got into debates of like, is just letting it sit enough? And it's not like you have to, if you let it sit, you still got to come back and give it a few good stirs. Like sure. you got to get that extra dilution in the integration. So sure. sure. I'm actually gonna orange oil this puppy before I pour her in. So. I also stole one of my daughter's little cuties. Oh. <laughs> so I, like, I don't have any. I don't have any oranges, so, but I've got, I've got cuties around, so I'm using that. So if you put a bag of cuties in front of me, I could polish off like half that bag. They're so good. But sometimes oh, yeah. they're mandarins and sometimes they're tangerines, right? Yeah. They have they have two kinds. Yeah. So, but yeah, they're good. I haven't bought an orange in a while. This sucker is like serious. Serious. I think I was going to do a recipe that needed orange juice first one, so I was like, oh, I'll get a bit more. So, are you like me that when I walk into a bar, a lot of times, right off the bat, I'll judge the bar just based on how many of their fruits are are uh, are shaved, <laughs> right? So I say, oh, okay, so they're doing a lot of cocktails here with. Uh, you know, they're doing a lot, either a lot of old fashions or they have cocktails where they're using essence in their in their drinks. So, um, all right. So here's my old fashioned. Cheers. Nice color. Cheers. Cheers, it's, guys. It's, it's the Demerara. So. Yeah, that Demerara is going to be killer. Yeah, that's good. Brandon, some of the ice I grabbed, I had used to shake my daiquiri. Yeah. So I have a little lime in here. So you got daiquiri cured ice, right? Like that's how I would marketing spin that for you. And it's it's okay. It's you know, I'm I'm pretty picky. <laughs> turns out. Um, I thought you were going to ask me uh, how Brandon and I met. How did you meet? Um, Brandon, you may. I think it's a fun story. Uh, Brandon may remember it differently, but I was. Um, oh dear. I had driven to Topeka to buy a new harp, and Brandon was the one in the store trying to sell me um, a harp. You play, you play a harp? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I didn't, I didn't want to like, 
insult you by saying, shut up. <laughs> you're, you don't you can you're, say that. All right, all right, all right. So, because uh, I don't know. Wait, wait, you know? Brandon. I think Brandon's going to bring a prop back if you're. Yeah, yeah, let's get the Brandon's, prop. Brandon. Oh, my oh here we, there go. we go. We got here a uke. We go. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. Always have a ukulele on the wall. Very nice. <laughs> so, you play that? You play that? You play uh, that? I, I pretend to. I mean, like I, you know, I studied jazz guitar and jazz composition in college, um, but I've been trying to pick up the ukulele, and it's just not like there's just something about how it translates in my brain that hasn't really, really clicked. But I did learn. If you guys are familiar with Masterclass. Uh, yeah. the website yeah so they just uploaded a master class all about the ukulele oh. so i am like now okay okay this is the next oh, map. And and that's been, awesome you've been taking a new skill yeah. love it so, did you buy that uke for because of that class no I, i've had, had this now for about three years because my wife was like you never play guitar anymore you never play anything and i was like yeah oh, you know i'm kind of over it like i want to i want to like immerse myself in something new like i want and she was like, well, what makes you happy? And I was like, man, like the timbre, the sound of a ukulele. There you go. Like, I don't know that I could be upset when I hear this. There you go. So she's like, why nice, don't you nice. ukulele and learn how to play it? So, so what do you, what can you play on that? What are you playing? Absolutely nothing. You have, no, you, you don't play anything. You don't have a song no, that you play? No, nothing. I mean, it literally hangs on the wall. I've learned a few chords. I mean, mostly for me, I, I kind of like just play by ear. Okay. Uh, I was going to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, I'll, I'll go grab mine and let's play a song together. Oh, man. Oh, hey. <laughs> Should we not embarrass okay. ourselves or? or <laughs> I would be totally embarrassed. All right. All right. Then I, then I won't go grab mine. I'm, I'm all wired up right now anyway, but I, I was going to take the mics and stuff off and go run and get grab it. mine. Oh, man. Uh, Jam session. <laughs> you have a lot of Adrian. You have a lot of musicians on your show. That's a lot of fun to. Well, you know, there games. there are a lot of musicians in the tiki community. So um, a lot of surf guitarists, I, a lot of exotica players. Um, you know, I think you should. I think you should search. I think you should search for the white whale of, of tiki musicians and find one that doesn't have a tattoo. Oh, um, <laughs> that's a that's a that would be a challenge. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that would be a challenge. They might be like seventeen. Maybe you would yeah. find somebody. Who... Yeah, yeah. So, uh, more pandemic questions. <laughs> uh, I think I might have gotten an answer from Brandon. What is something that you've learned that you would not have learned if the pandemic didn't happen? A self improvement thing, maybe like. Uh, so right off the bat, I'll tell you this, like. I used to think my cooking game was strong because I'm the cook in the house. And when I ended up having to cook three meals a day, seven days a week, I realized that I can't cook as well or as many meals as I thought that I could. And that's because I was always out. My kids are out and about. Like my son's in college. My, my daughter, at the time, she was a senior. She's graduated. And so we all have busy lives, right? We're all doing our own thing. And, and the odd time that we are all together, I'd cook a meal. And that might be maybe two or three times a week. And I knew enough to get us through a couple of weeks, two, three weeks, right? But when you add all that up, it's the equivalent of probably three days in a pandemic, right? And, and then we've had how many? We're on our fifth month because this whole thing started in March. Yeah. And it's August now. Yeah. So um, I've upped my cooking game. I, I look up recipes. I've, I've, I've been doing a lot of um, not only meals, but desserts. 
Um, and you know, I'm not mixing in here. But, you know, and like, look, let me say this, because I don't want to sound like I am not a professional when it comes to bartending. I've never worked in a bar before. I'm an amateur home bartender. I like to think I know a little bit uh, more than the average person, but um, I don't think that I, and this is probably a stupid thing to say, I don't think that I really need as a lot of improvement behind the bar for what I do for myself at home and for my friends, but I realize I need it in the kitchen. So what about you guys? What, what is it that you've learned? I think, Brandon, you said you picked up the uke. So what about you, Brian? Um, and is there anything else too, Brandon, that, that you're, you're doing, like home improvements or anything? Did, is this, did you build something with a nail gun and a chop saw and you've never really done that before? I've got a whole vegetable garden. Oh, that, there you go. I mean, like cucumbers and eggplants and onions and tomatoes and every herb under the sun that will grow successfully here and way too many jalapenos and serranos. Uh, Are you a pepper guy? Uh, no, I'm, I'm not a pepperhead yet. So it was more of the like, okay, we, we built some raised beds. So like, let's see what we can throw in them and see what survives. So let's try everything. And the jalapenos and serranos just like exploded. The bells and sweet peppers like did nothing. So, wow. <laughs> so it's just kind of like, okay, dialing it in, figuring it out. Okay. Okay. That's awesome, man. That's Brian, awesome. Brian, what about you? Well, um, I do some home improvement type things, but I haven't been doing that. But my wife and I have kind of had a new gig where it's like, okay, half, we have basements here in Kansas, Kansas City, in the Midwest. So we tend to store a lot of things that we maybe don't need. It's really easy. And I have two adult children. So my wife and I are like, okay, let's. Let's take a half an hour a night. Let's just go through like a certain part of the house and just clear it out. Or we also did some painting in the house too. Interior oh, home painting. improvements. So, there you go. Yeah. So we go. did. Um, you can see. You can see right here. Okay, let's try that again. There we go. <laughs> that this was our hallway. We painted the whole hallway white, and we used a spray paint. Have you ever heard of using a spray paint? on your no. brass or your no. metal hardware. <laughs> you can get away with that. We spray painted it. So that was, that was like a whole adventure in painting. Very nice. Um, but then, then I got into making omelets. I always like making stuff with eggs. So I kind of geeked out on making omelets and uh, got good at that. And then um, ambrosia salad. Ambrosia, ambrosia salad. salad. Never had it. I'm gonna have to look that one up and give it a try. Yeah, yeah. I've been, uh, I've been. Brandon uh, got me there. Brandon got me there. He thought I was gonna say I got really good at making ambrosia salad. It's, it's, it's got marshmallows. It's like, it's like not salad. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so that was my, that was my trick answer. Okay. Yeah. The uh, I've been uh, watching a lot of Gordon Ramsay to try to pick up the cooking skills. Well, that's good. And um, I follow some of his stuff, but, you know, um, I'm no Gordon Ramsay, obviously. It's, you know, but he, he has some stuff on YouTube that's very helpful where he teaches you something. So I've, I had to change the way that I've been cutting for the past 40, 50 years, right? I'd, I turned my hand the other way, you know, ah. and so I learned that. I've learned, I'm learning Let's how go. to, like, I'm learning how to flip. Yeah, skill. yeah, there you go. Learning how to flip uh <laughs> foods on on the pan you know and I, i've been doing that the wrong way too because i'm right-handed so i'm using my right hand 
and I have to use that with my left hand. So when I use my cooking utensil on the right hand, I'm using both hands to manipulate what I'm cooking. So um, there's all that stuff. A lot of hard habits um, that I have to change. Yeah, uh, that's a good skill to have. Yeah. And do you, do you, did you inspire your children to cook more or anything? Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, like the other day we were cooking dinner and I asked my son to dice some tomatoes for me. and. He was doing the same thing. He had changed the way that he cooks as well. He returns his hands and, you know, and he guides the knife a certain way. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so, there you go. I did do. I did do one thing though. Um, it's not a huge skill, but I got into making uh, clear ice with oh. um, fruit, putting a cooler. Yeah, very nice. Putting a cooler in. Yeah, I tried doing and, that, uh, but freezer. My, uh, but my ice has, uh, it's all, it's got like the cocaine thing uh, in the middle, you know. <laughs> I, I don't even use, I mean, I don't even use our, I, we don't even have our ice maker hooked up at home. I just buy clear, you know, I buy bags of ice. We don't, I just like clear ice that much that I'm, I'm a total, you know, snob on my ice. So um, I know, Brandon, are you involved in the, the, ice, the ice business? I'm not. So uh, before I took my job, started working with Altamar, I was running a cocktail festival here, a cocktail consulting company, and my business partners from the consulting company went on to launch an ice company specializing in clear ice. So like for giant block Kleinbell ice, uh, large restaurants, retailers. And yeah. admittedly, Brian, I have not worked as hard as you have to achieve clear ice because I literally just called my buddy Brock. And I was like, hey, man, can I buy some clear ice for you? <laughs> oh, very nice. That's awesome. Oh, this is, yeah, I bought that from Liquid Minded Commissary here in Kansas City. Which yeah, is awesome I was. Because he showed I was bags of clear ice. Dude, so. yeah. So I've been making blocks. They're pretty big, typically. Uh-huh. And I was using a, a knife and I was whacking it, you know what I mean, and popping them open and stuff. I cut my finger pretty good the first time I used a new knife. But that was... Um, I wouldn't do that for tiki drinks. I'd just go to Sonic, you know, and buy a bag of ice. I was going to say, that's that's what I'm using right now. I go to Sonic. Sonic Pebble Ice, man. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, you know, uh, every time I go to Sonic and I buy a couple bags of ice, so I, I drive down there with a cooler so that it doesn't melt on the way home. Because if if you put it in the refrigerator, you put it in the freezer, it will not be the same consistency the next day, right? It freezes into a block. So... Um, I try to minimize the melting so I don't get it. It's not as block-ish after uh, it's been in the freezer. But every time I go, there's someone there who sees me putting Sonic ice in this cooler. And they say, you can buy ice here? And I say, yeah, look, it's it's great ice. You know, that nugget ice, it's $3 a bag. And, you know, it's it's. I think it's a great secret, you know. And my kids are so spoiled with that ice that they're if yeah. I don't have Sonic ice... They, they're like, oh, dad, we're out of ice. We've got to go get some more ice, which means I got to go get some more ice. <laughs> How many hot dogs come with that bag of ice for you, Adrian? Uh, you know what? Uh, nine times out of ten, I go there just for ice, and that's it. I don't, yeah. I don't normally buy uh, I'm a I'm a sucker for a good hot dog sometimes, you know. And yeah. Although I have not bought a hot dog there with my ice for a while. Yeah, yeah. So actually um, – since we're talking about food right now, I, I know this whole, this episode is all over the place. I think it's it's indicative <laughs> of the the technical 
the technical start yeah. we had, right? So uh, since we're talking about food, the other day I was doing some barbecue at home and uh, I had, my son was asking me about, you know, oh, what are you doing here and what are you doing there? And I said, well, this is all I really know. I said, if you really want to get some good barbecue, and I don't be offended because I haven't had Kansas City barbecue, but I said, if you want to get some good barbecue, you should go to Texas because that's the last time I had some really great barbecue. And I have a Brandon like did that little head thing. And, There's a, then, yeah, they have their style. But then, but then Brian said to me one time, he's like, oh, I got to take you to some Kansas City barbecue. So, and so tell me about that. What am I missing out there? What's different about that? Um, all right. So first of all, I want to be a kind of a, a dork here. And even in Kansas City, growing up in Kansas City, I would misuse the term barbecue. And I know you're not misusing the term here, but just just as a point of reference, if you're if you have a grill and you're cooking hamburgers and hot dogs and you invite your friends over for barbecue, you just screwed the you you, you screwed the pooch there, it's baby. Not barbecue. You, you were grilling. You invited them over for some grilling, you know, for some hamburgers and hot dogs. You did not invite them over for a barbecue because we we really do like our barbecue. So you need a smoker for barbecue. Okay. And every place is so different here. You know, I really, really, really appreciate the range. There's a there's a there's a place called Jones Jones Barbecue. They were featured on eater.com in a video. And I saw that. I was like, Oh my God, I never heard of this place. It's been around for 20 plus years. Two women work in a shack. You stand in line till they run out of food. You know, this is exactly the idea of what barbecue is. Right. Then, um, the queer eye, the new queer eye came out and they were like, they were in Kansas city and they were, they came and did, redid their place and, Help them bottle. They made a deal with a local uh, spice uh, sauce bottler, which was awesome. So you can buy their you can buy their sauce, um, and so that's got a unique flavor. You know, you go there, you try out a few things, you figure out what what's amazing there. I had some burnt ends from there; they were amazing. Burnt ends are kind of a Kansas City thing, um, but bar- uh, Texas barbecue is 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 more beef barbecue, beef and brisket. Beef ribs, biscuit, uh, brisket. Um, Kansas City's probably more pork based. So, but is barbecue a thing there? Is there a whole subculture There's around a thing it? Here. it? It is. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's like more how so, it's like how we are with our cocktails and stuff. There's a. Whole- I think you could go to a new barbecue place once a week for several years, or a or a different barbecue joint yeah. for several years without. I mean, I'm, I mean, that would not, it, it might be four or five years. You could, you could, there could be over 200, 300 barbecue places. Wow. Here. Wow. And they're so unique. You know, actually, Brandon, you'll appreciate this on my Facebook. Let me see if I can pull this picture up because uh, you were probably there with me. By the way, I'm going back and forth between my. I am doing the same. <laughs> <laughs> I've got oh, yeah, and meat core. Like I'm just uh, like eh. my daiquiri's starting. My, my my daiquiri's starting to warm up a little bit though because I you know that's a good one. So uh, um, how many years ago? Maybe four or five years ago. Uh, Brandon and I are probably together at uh, yeah, almost this a date barbecue place. 
Is there a yeah. place you know I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? Where are my memories on? Oh, here they are. So we used to do, we used to both, Brandon was a founder of it, but I used to work at, work with him on the uh, Paris of the Plains Cocktail Festival. Yeah. So here we are at RJ's Barbecue Shack. Bob BQ. In 2014. <laughs> oh. Okay. So this. Nice. Oh my God. What an epic. Yeah. It was Del Maguey Mezcal paired with Kansas City Barbecue. Is there a place out here in LA where I could get something similar? Do you know? Are there yeah. any chains you know, that I might yeah. be, uh, that might be, um, that I might recognize? There, there's a place in Van Nuys, but I want to circle back to PopFest for a sec, in, a moment, in a moment, but I want to answer your question. Okay. There's a place that I would go to in, I think Van Nuys called um, Uncle, um, oh crap, I'm, I just blanked on the name. Texas, it's a Texas style barbecue place. Oh, it's Texas in, style, though. But if I want it's Texas style, so it's like beef ribs or like insane. But last time we had it, it wasn't as great. It was well. Um, there's a place in, in believe it or not, in Chinatown that I know of that does. I think it's Texas style barbecue as well. You know, maybe we maybe we can go. Doctor Hogley Wogley's. Doctor Hogley Wogley's. Okay. Texas, Tyler, 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 Texas barbecue. It's in. It's not far. It's not close to you by any means. Well, if we're going to be doing Obviously. a live thing from Tiki T when you're out here, <laughs> maybe we can stop there for lunch. Dude, okay. you'd be. Yeah. Well, that would be. That would be worth it. Yeah. And I would. I would. I'll. Do, I'll do that. We'll go get some. We'll, I'll. I'll do some research and find some barbecue. But let's do. Can that. I? May I circle? May I circle back to? Yeah. Probably the most epic event on a yearly basis. Um, was the Delmagay 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 Mezcal tasting luncheon that we used to do at PopFest. That was the most epic. Everything about it was insane. Okay. And the, that was fun to see that come up in my memory because usually Brandon and I are like getting, you know, six hours sleep, <laughs> drinking from seven in the morning you know yeah, 14 hour in the morning you having cocktails at, at seminars at the paris of the plains cocktail festival and it was a highlight highlight of the year it was it was great fun we got to meet so many amazing people in the cocktail industry that came into kansas city and they were treated with great food great drinks great people and uh i mean i got to hang out with with some amazing, amazing people, that was just so much fun. Yeah, I, I, was, I miss that. Epic. I miss that kind of stuff too. That would be like my boys' trip type th event, you know. Go yeah. to go to a cocktail festival. That would be, you know, once they come back online, yeah. that would be yeah. my my deal. Yeah, and 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 uh, tales would be amazing. You guys are answering my questions before I can ask them. I was the, I was going to wrap up with a final question. What's the first thing that you would do once this whole pandemic is over? Mm -hmm. I think I'd probably uh, I'd probably have a big uh, shebang at a bar somewhere. 
you know, set up a Facebook event, just tell all my friends to come. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, or even here, you know, just get all my friends well, back together. Yeah. I mean, like when we met, Adrian, the first time we met, um, thanks to our friend Belinda um, at Tiki Tea yeah, Wednesday night. Tiki Tea. That was like, yeah. if I'm in town, that's where I'm going to be. You know, four yeah. o'clock, I'm in line. You know? Yeah. yeah. That, was a, that was an event. Yeah. You know, um, a lot of the time I get there early enough that I can hang out inside before they open the doors. And so the next time that you are there, uh, if you're in L.A. and you're early, there early enough, uh, shoot me a text and I'll, there you go. And I will. Um, bully, bully. Yeah, and, I, and I'll and I'll sneak you in early so that we can hang out inside before they open the door. So you got to oh. you got to turn that around. The best part is on the back. Wait, where? But you're not on the. Are you on this one? Yeah, on the back, right there in the center, desert oasis room. Oh, right, 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 right there. Look at that, Brandon. Yeah, that's gorgeous. Brandon, Brandon, do you do you ever get out to L.A.? I know you probably used to before, right? Well, I, in fact, my last trip. Um, through like in Mar it was March 15th like I was the Ides of March right um, it was I was down in San Diego for two days went up to San Francisco and Oakland for two days and then I was in downtown LA for like one day um, and flew back and that was like the last trip I took up until um, earlier this week when I was up in North Caligan okay um, well if you ever I, I tried to if you ever get out to the Los Angeles area, I'd love to invite yeah. you over and cool. um, maybe we can hang out and have a cocktail. It'd be awesome if the two of you could be out here at the same time and we can, you know, get in trouble somewhere and have, you know, some shenanigans. Oh. Um, yeah, but, you know, uh, um, yeah, I, I'd love to invite you, uh, invite you over and, you know, <laughs> Brian's still working on that bottle. Um, yeah, so um, I apologize for so the clusterfuck of an episode but no you, it's aloha friday people, uh, right this is the best kind man. this is the best yeah. this is the best kinds I, I, you know adrian it's it's so fun you we to 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 listen to you just have friends chat chit chatting you know what i mean i like to listen to your episodes thank you while i'm uh doing some yard work and it makes it go by so much better so i appreciate oh, thanks. that thanks i appreciate that and too. Uh, especially in the winter when the yard work is hard Order, yeah. There's snow on the ground. Yeah. So, no. I don't know if you noticed, right, but so I'm, I'm putting your uh, commercials at the front now. I'm putting them. You're the first. Did. You're the first one that everyone's here. I love that. Yeah. That is. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. You, you're, you're, you're up. At I the see front people. Now, so. I see people mention inside. Good. Good. Inside the desert oasis. Good. I, I hope so. So, I have to back us up like five minutes in the conversation. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Yeah, go ahead. The reason why I like delegated immediately to Brian because is because I was on like a super secret squirrel mission for a moment. So you have some Kansas City barbecue headed to you. It's going to arrive at your home on Thursday, August 27th. You've got uh, slab yeah. and some burn ends wow. from Joe's KC. <laughs> Ooh. So, very nice. Because High five, dude. It, like, so Texas, that was awesome. Brian's totally right. Texas is beef and dry rub and smoke. That's Texas. Kansas City is dry rub, wet rub sauce, right? Like you got right. to That's yeah. what I was yeah. that's what I was so, asking about right. when I said what's different? What makes it different? Yeah, you gotta get you gotta get the sauce because like Texas crushes the smoke and dry rub game. But man, like you ask them about burn ends and they're like, I'm sorry, we throw those out. 
Uh, you ask them about sauce, and they're like, oh, no, you don't put sauce on that. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, Lockhart, Texas, Franklin's in Austin, Texas, like, those are, like, meccas for, like, that style of barbecue. So, but that's the thing. Was the, the best barbecue I had in Texas was in Austin. And, I, and I've been all over Texas, Dallas, Houston, uh, San Antonio. Mm-hmm. But the best barbecue I had was in Austin. And I used to go there every once in a while on business because when I had my corporate job, we had an office there. And uh, I've been to all of them. I've been to Rudy's, Salt Lake. I've been to the ones all downtown that were, you know, <coughs> built in old, uh, built in old steel mills or built in old um, blacksmith shops and stuff. You know that kind <coughs> of stuff. But um, I used to go there with coworkers from that office, and I used to say, "Man, if they had one of these in California, this would be a million dollar business." You know, I mean, like, there's no good barbecue in California unless, like, uh, one of our listeners knows of a place that I don't know of. I grew up out here, and I'm not really familiar with anything that I can brag yeah. about, you know, as far as barbecue is concerned. And, and um, but then I mentioned this to Brian. I think maybe we were at Tiki Tea or Tiki Cat or something, and you said, "No, no, 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 no." <laughs> he said, "No, no, 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 no. Our, our barbecue is better." So, so I well, well, let's try it. I'd love well, to. Yeah. Wait. I want to. I want to share your comment to me. We were sitting in Tiki Tea. It was the the one-year anniversary, I assume, right, Adrian? Tiki T. It had to be the one. Or Tiki Cat. Tiki Cat. It was the one-year anniversary. We are one-year anniversary, and you say to me, the only problem, I don't know if you remember this, the only thing wrong with Tiki Cat, and we Tiki Cat had been named let, let Tiki, me, Before you, know. you say what you say, I'm a very opinionated <laughs> okay. person, and I'm not always right, so, so I probably have put my foot in my mouth, but go ahead. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So, so Tiki Cat was named the number one Tiki bar in the country, mm. in the world, the world, earth, really. They said the world, globe, the, the galaxy. Um, so you said to me, we're sitting in a hut. Uh, you said, Brian, the only thing wrong with Tiki Tea Tiki Cat. Or Tiki Cat is it's not in California. And oh, there you go. I'm like, I'm like, dude. Well, so here's the thing. and I <laughs> That was wanna, an, actually a very nice compliment. And I, and I don't want to sound spoiled because I know that we have our Tiki bars out here. Um, but, you know, like, I'll take more. And at Tiki Cat was such a special place. You know, it was, it, it, it was different with the, with the huts. We don't really have that out here with the huts where right. you can... You know, sit in like a little living room area with your pals. Right. Uh, right. The drinks were all really good. And, uh, you know, it was done right. The music was right. The, the decor, the ambiance, the cocktails were, were good. Everything was done right about it. So it was, yeah. It was, and it was in a basement. There was no was outdoor light coming in. Yeah. The only TV was in the hostess station right. and it right. played. Uh, reruns of Gilligan's Island or Hawaii Five-0. I, think, I always say that a, a, a tiki bar done properly is the kind of place that they follow the same fundamentals as Las Vegas. It, the whole point of taking you away from the real world. No windows, no clocks, no TVs, so that you're immersed in, the, in a whole new world, right? It's uh, escapism at its... it's Exactly. And, and the artists, the artwork, you know, is a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, to see that, so it's it was a big it was a big deal to Kansas City. We're, yeah. we're gonna. I, I am hoping somebody picks up the tor- you know takes the torch, 
very likely in a different location, but who knows what would happen with that owner of that building. Yeah. Um, it's not as if, I mean, I believe that place was making some money. So and they don't, they were reliant on the food service upstairs. It was the liquor license had to have food served. Tiki Cat did not serve food, so they were reliant to the to the restaurant upstairs. Okay, yeah. Which was under Hopcat. Yeah. Is, was the operator of Tiki Cat. So, right. It, right. I don't know. There's an audience. There's, there's, there's skilled labor. Right. There's passion. You know, hopefully we can bring it back, so. Yeah, well, I'm crossing my fingers for you guys, so. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. that. Well, before we wrap, let's throw out all the social media, web pages, all that kind of stuff for you guys so people can find you online. Brandon, go for it, man. You got, cool. you got a lot um, of cool stuff happening. So yeah, so for Probitas, you can find us on at Probitas Rum, uh, on Instagram, on Facebook, um, on YouTube. You can, you'll have to search for us. We don't have like the custom link name yet, but it's Altamar Brands. And then you can find me on From Sip to Drink. And then I am Brandon Altamar on Instagram. So Brandon dot Altamar. Okay. And Tiki Bar T-shirt club. Uh, so if you know how to spell Tiki bar and then t-shirt without the hyphen, no, no hyphen there, t-shirt club.com. And I really appreciate so many of your listeners checking us out. Um, it's a lot of fun. I, I enjoy being able to communicate with people and say, Hey, and, uh, people ask questions. I love to get back to them, learn more about who they are. So yeah, Tiki Bar T-shirt club. And I have a link from that website to the uh, weird way I spelled the Instagram account. And uh, I don't have, uh, I don't use Twitter for Tiki Bar T-shirt club, but I do have a megaphone and I do drive around with the megaphone sometimes. <laughs> and it works pretty, pretty darn well, actually. You limited to 100, like 140 I, of speech. If I drive slow, I have more followers. I was going to say, are you getting followers from that? That's awesome. Well, let Just me drive slow. Let me wrap up by saying two two thank yous. I want to say number one, thank you to Brandon for sending me a bottle of Probitas. And thank yeah. you for taking the time to be on the podcast and and sharing a, a drink or two with us here inside the Desert Oasis Room. I would like to extend an open invite to you to the Desert Oasis Room for the next time you are in Southern California. Uh, it would be cool to hang out, meet in person, have some drinks. And if you want, you're welcome to use the Desert Oasis Room for an episode on your YouTube channel if you'd like to record awesome. something here. And I would also like to thank Brian for being an excellent sponsor at Tiki Bar T-Shirt Club. TikiBarTshirtClub.com for those that want to subscribe and get on the program with a Tiki Bar T-Shirt. And it's all these T-Shirts are made in the USA, and a new shirt every month. Every month we put out a new shirt. Yeah. So uh, if you're not already following these guys, follow them on Instagram, please. And. Um, Let's show our support to uh, people who help out the program, the program here. Thank you, Adrian. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you, guys. And, uh, I apologize for the... Uh, it was a weird day. It was a weird episode. But hey, you know what? It's Friday. Does it matter anymore? All the days are the same now, right? The days uh, are all the same. <laughs> you know. But it's Friday and... Uh, you know, what do you expect from a Friday? It's Friday. Over here, it's Friday morning and we're drinking. How's that? 
What do you, what do you, what do you expect? Hey, Adrian, if, 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 I may, if I may say, I'm sure a lot of your podcast listeners are listening to you while they're driving. Yeah. I just want to mention, I just want to say one thing to those people. Okay, wake up. You're going 65. <laughs> Time to pay attention to the road. <laughs> they, if they've gotten this far, they're listening. They haven't fallen asleep. <laughs> Hopefully. All right, Hopefully. thank you, sir. All it was right. a lot of fun. Cheers, you guys. Aloha. Thank right. you, guys. Aloha. Take care.